with over 6,500 podcasts coming out this year, few of them give a full recap of Bar Rescue episodes, which is why the Shut It Down Bar Rescue Recap Podcast won't be another statistic. Jim Search, Catherine Williams, and Max Cohen from the Shut It Down Podcast, a show dedicated to sitting down, opening the books, and unpacking the emotional roller coaster that is Bar Rescue. And we're taking off with the first episode of uh, Shut It Down. This is it. I'm so excited to do this. Uh, For those of you who are listening, this is the Bar Rescue Recap Show, where two of my good friends here, and not in the John Taffer way, like, oh, this is my good friend. No, these are good friends. (laughs) I know these guys for a long time. Um, We are going to unpack... The episodes of Bar Rescue and give uh, give you our perspective of where maybe John might have went wrong. Maybe he really nailed it on the head and see what what comes of that. Uh, I'm Jim Search. Hello, everyone. I'm Catherine Williams. I'm Max Cohen. And we are going to shut it down for you. Today. We will. Mm-hmm. These shows are so dense, and there's a lot of information coming at the viewer very quickly, and it's a lot of heady stuff, and I feel like we're doing a very valuable service. Oh, absolutely. Just oh. really breaking down each episode. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I know I feel like I can speak on behalf of everybody here, but I'm a huge fan of Bar Rescue. Uh, I've watched from the first season on, and John Taffer is my spirit animal. <laughs> I won't go that far. Um, I've actually tweeted him uh, and asked him to yell at everyone in my life. And surprisingly enough, he has not responded. I've asked him for some rebranding and a new POS system, <laughs> thinking that that would solve all of my life's problems. I also tweeted him, did not hear back. However, I'm sure it's just, you know, a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, he's a busy dude, man. Yeah. You got to remember. A lot on his plate. A lot on his plate. A lot of bars need saving. Mm-hmm. Over 800 bars, I believe he's saying. Yeah. Over mm-hmm. a career. Mm-hmm. Over, for over 30 years. Yeah. And as we learned in a recent Forbes interview, Forbes magazine interview with him, he's also like president of Nightclub and Bar magazine and the National Media Group. I didn't Nightclub know. and Bar. This is a very busy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it totally makes sense that uh, he hasn't responded to either. Yeah. Of it's, our, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I once uh, I once cut raw chicken on a cutting board. And then put tomatoes on it, and I thought John was gonna shut my house. This down. is gonna make people sick. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna make people sick like this. That's the sort of thing that's gonna get him out of the, you know, surveillance van. You know, mm, once he yeah. sees that. Remember when his daughter was in one episode? Oh, oh yeah. And they tried yeah. to serve her something, and he was just not having it. Then not, it became like really personal. That's when. That's when. Or when uh, I think that he had his wife. Yes, in, in Vegas, right? mm-hmm. and the guy was super sleazy, yep. hitting on her, and he. He comes running in and like very caveman style sends her to the car. You wait outside, honey. I'm taking care of this. I got this one. However, can we talk about what Nicole Taffer wears? Do you think that is like part of the recon outfit? I mean, she does has mm. she does have a fabulous wreck. Right. You know, d- no disrespect. But I wonder if that's part of, you know, her work. Hmm. I don't know. Could be. They do li- I do believe they live in Vegas, so that could just be how... That's just how they dress. Vegas the boobs women. are out. Yes. Okay. The guns are out. Mm-hmm. The boobs are out and inflated. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Have you ever tweeted, John? Yeah, I have not. I feel like I should. I, you, like I think you should. I got to figure out what to request. Yeah. Dude, should I get an Esri system? I don't even know what Esri does. I just know they get thanked at the end of it. Maybe bartender? Oh, bartender, bartender mm-hmm. would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Then you, you oh, could Bev find- tell. <laughs> Bevintel is always uh, well. You could figure out. Um, Shout out to Bevintel if you want to come by to my apartment and see how much liquor I'm drinking every night. <laughs> yeah, you could figure out if anyone is stealing liquor from your mm-hmm. house. You know, because they'll weigh the bottles before you go to work, mm-hmm. and then yeah. at the end of the day, they can weigh them. My wife works from home. There's a lot of time to empty those bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you could then. I mean, I think it'd be a very roundabout way uh, uh, instead of just saying, hey, are you drinking all the booze? <laughs> like, that's a question you could ask your wife. But right. if you really wanted to get Bevintel involved and then see how much you could be selling, see the lost revenue yes. of the bottles that she's been <laughs> drinking. Yeah, see, we're just trying to get Bevintel money, man. That's- Actually, as a segue into tonight's episode, there was a quick segment, one of my favorite mini segments of. Uh, of this wonderful show, Bar mm-hmm. Rescue, 
is that they will do those blue uh, diagrams, those like blue constructions type. Oh, um, with the two speed wells and the number of chairs. Right, they'll break it down. But then they'll also break down like a segment or a facet of the bar. And in tonight's episode, they explain how they price bottle service. Yeah, we did. They do get into that. They have a bar graph as the, the cost of each drink as you as you drink more in the bottle and they go once the once you can charge more than the number of drinks you would get from the bottle that's what you sell the whole bottle that's for. what you could sell the whole bottle for but and they, they made s- it into a big fancy graph like look we're teaching math mm-hmm. and it's uh and i believe uh you know this, this kind of steps into the episode but uh 220 bucks is like the minimum i guess Mathematically right. speaking, that you could charge for a bottle. According to what I believe to be impeccable bar rescue math. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends how much. Right, I guess it depends how much you would normally charge for a, a vodka, whatever liquor drink. I guess. Yeah, that's set, true. Charge. I guess you would have to uh, factor in uh, uh, how much the drinks are being sold for. Right. Um, I was uh, I was at this uh, at a road gig in Easton, PA. And there's my favorite bar. Well, humble brag. Yeah, not a big <laughs> really? deal. I did say city and state. Don't get too worked up about being in Easton, PA. But uh, I had this road gig there, and there's this bar I always love to go to called Drinkies. And shout out to Drinkies, by the way. Uh, it's it's such a hilarious concept. I hope that John never uh, they catch. I hope he doesn't catch wind of this and totally turn this into something I don't want it to uh, turn into. But it's one of those bars that. It like wants to be a New York City theme, like it wants to be a posh nightclub, but it's in Easton, PA, and it's called Drinkies, and it's yeah. called Drinkies, uh, Catherine for the win. Uh, <laughs> it's called fucking Drinkies, and there's like a hookah section, and then there's like a smoke sh- smoke machine. There's just shitty '90s rap, so I'm just like, I'm in. Like you've hit right into the core of me. So it's their idea of New York circa like 1993, Correct. 94. Okay. But uh, fast forward to today. And they also, this is because I've got, I've done a couple shows down there and I owe it. Like I'm very adamant about going to drinkies. Like I will walk home. Like if you have to head back to the city, I can walk. I just need to be at drinkies. Uh, but at drinkies, they had, uh, you know how like at a nightclub they'll have like the red carpet or like you can take your picture in front of like the banner, that sort of thing. They have that for drinkies. Oh no. Yeah. With yeah. the drinkies step and repeat? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And um that is my regret. My last time there I did not get my picture in front of drink. So I have a reason to go back, I guess is what I'm saying. And Catherine is just looking at me with just I don't know if it's confusion <laughs> or disdain. Maybe both. I don't know. No, I can appreciate like your favorite crappy bar that's trying desperately to be something woefully out of date. I get that. Okay, good. I totally get that. Okay, good, good, good. I was worried. I was like, is she or concerned? I thought it was like Jeff- I saw, a little concerned. A little <laughs> concerned. I saw a lot of concern in Catherine's face. There was a lot. There is so it's just like Jim. You're better than this. But I do love the idea that you're concerned. Taffer might get wind of this. And next thing you know, he goes and completely changes drinkies. Yeah. To something far different and that would really disappoint you yeah i mean then i would probably have to shut him down before yeah. he uh oh good luck yeah no an immovable force meets an unstoppable was it a unmovable object meets an unstoppable force um it's it would be scary it'd be a it'd be a showdown if you're gonna mess with my drinking it's <laughs> gonna be although i uh i've seen the show uh i would probably have to study the tapes you know how like boxers study the mm. tapes yeah. i'd have to just watch you know figure out what his mo was but i would never go head up with john taffer i i have too much respect mm-hmm. 800 right. bars guys and Eight. those and and those bug eyes i love his bug eyes when with oh. his righteous and ind- indignation yes. i just he gets he gets almost palsy he's like shaking yeah. as he oh, yells yeah. at the person and there's so much passion too yeah he cares uh, so much there's like a um uh I think we've talked about this briefly because uh for you guys who listen uh this is like our go-to topic when we're like have you seen Bar Rescue? Absolutely. Every yeah, time just, we see each other. Yeah, yeah, we need to know. Um and you astutely pointed out that uh it's only it's the best part is when he goes I'm getting out of the car. Yeah. That, that's that's when you know it's about to jump off. Right. You know, chicken, raw chicken yep. is a real hot 
hot button um getting people sick is big yeah getting people sick is huge disrespecting women is huge yeah. the one in uh st louis where it was like the golfing bar and they gave him like warm stale beer and the guy i think it was actually the the mixologist from tonight's episode drank the beer and actually puked it back up yeah and phil wills like, yeah, phil yeah phil mm-hmm. mills the man in the vest yeah yeah always a and, great vest. and the uh applejack hat mm-hmm. pat duffy well, no. Um, Phil also sometimes wears the. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, he does sometimes. He does, he does. Yep. And Phil but, uh, Duffy also uh, throws that on too. Um, but yeah, people getting sick, and also if you um, take the cup, glass cup on ice. Yeah. That's a big no-no because the glass chips in the ice. And then he pours the blue liquid over it and whatever's blue. blue. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you got to shut it down. You have you know? to. I almost get disappointed when Taffer doesn't doesn't get out of the car. And he just goes, I'm not, I can't even do this tonight. I, I just got to try again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that had a vaguely Richard Nixon quality yeah. to yeah, it. Yeah, when did, when did he become a disgraced president? Man? He is not a crook. <laughs> Taffer for president. You heard right. it here first, first you guys. Oh, right? What a great campaign Amazing. that would be. Amazing. Mm. I oh, would. he would get campaign finance reform done in a minute. This is a disgrace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think I found my next tweet. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, you know, Taffer twenty sixteen. Ta- hashtag Taffer twenty sixteen, man. Guys, it's- we brought it up earlier. This will be my first tweet to Taffer, me telling him to run for president. There yeah, you go. You say, yeah, tweet him and then hashtag it uh, Taffer twenty sixteen, yeah. and then I'll hashtag uh, a Taffer twenty sixteen tweet, and then we can we can mm-hmm. get the ball rolling. Can we Absolutely. announce Taffer's candidacy on this show? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what if we got him here if john Ta- <gasps> oh has he ever done has he ever done a show in new york uh no um and if you're uh reading the uh uh the article i read one of the articles about uh the show it's so hard he wants to because he's from new york he's from yeah. manhattan long island right? Um, mm-hmm. long island i think island? yep yeah, well. he took that sandy episode really personally uh that's right you're right you're right um the reason, oh, the reason why he didn't want to do it, or he can't, or it's hard to do it in Manhattan, is that he has to set up like a whole uh, TV. There's a TV crew that has to come in. So when you do, like, he could do like the outer borough bars because he's done outer borough bars. You're right, you know what? That's I, right, he did. He's he did done one Island. in Queens. Yeah. There's one in Staten Island. Uh, there's one in uh, right. shit Yonkers. Right, so, right. But he hasn't gone on to the island of Manhattan just because the TV crews, I guess, and the expansiveness that he would need to turn this bar over, Manhattan wouldn't necessarily support it. He wants right. to. He wants to come on to the island. Um, but I so. stand corrected that he has done them in, in New York City. In but not Arts Manhattan proper. Not Manhattan. Manhattan. That's fine. No. Manhattan but. bars are perfect, right? We can all agree. <laughs> There's nothing to change and upgrade. No, they're all just as pure as the dripping snow. Yes. You know, they are just God's little God's little nuggets on the island, are they not? <laughs> you know? Um, all right. Well, look, let's uh, let's unpack this episode. You know? Let's do it. Let's. This is uh, season four, episode what? Uh, I want to say eight. I don't know. I'm making up numbers here. Yeah. But it is season four for those of you out there. Um, this episode is called All Twerk, No Pay, which when Catherine emailed me and wrote All Twerk, No Pay, I was so excited to read that out loud. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> those words. To get Catherine Williams to say twerk is just a delight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to know that she had to write it, which means that she had to think. I was like, that's hilarious. All twerk. I've never twerked in my life. Um, but I, I, I was impressed by what these women were capable of. These uh, bartenders slash, um, you know, strip. She, they weren't stripping, but they were, no. they were dancing very pro- provocatively on a pole. It was interesting. Uh, for you money. Were impressed. John Taffer was not impressed. Not impressed. No. He was, which t- almost terrified me that John Taffer can criticize strippers. Well, he going. You a- don't know how to. You don't know how to dance. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> if you're gonna pop your butt, you've gotta do it this way. <laughs> and then he twerks. And say, you, That's how you twerk. You gotta get pop, out of here. You gotta pop that ass with some class if you want those Benjamins. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if you're gonna drop it to the floor, do it with conviction. Help her. And then he yells at the other girl. Uh, I think his exact line was, they don't even look good using the pole. That's what he yeah, called it, using the pole. Correct. Uh, that is, a, I believe you did nail that one on the head. 
Um, so this bar, uh, Heat, the name of the bar is Heat, located in Hollywood, Florida. Um, just to give you guys kind of the uh, quick and dirty of this place, uh, they're in the hole, $230,000, right? And uh, Vin, who is the owner, uh, who has the most righteous ponytail I've ever seen. A, uh, I don't know if he's black or Dominican uh, or what his deal is, but he's de- – I mean, he's uh, – I want to say he's black, black dude, just the, like a Samuel Jackson in uh, Jackie Brown sort yes. of ponytail mm-hmm. he has going on. Uh, him and his wife, uh, his wife Vanessa, they are in the hole at this bar heat, and the bartenders uh, double as strippers. Um, they get up on the on the bar, dancing all over the place, and it's and they they need help. Well, one of them, I believe it's Isabella, wears an outfit upon which uh, hashtag single is on her ass. Yes, yes. And when she, at one point in the episode, is uh, kicked out of the bar for her behavior, she doesn't change her clothes walking down the street. She just leaves. Leaves just like that, which I thought was a really bold choice from Isabella. Um, I don't know if she was sober at that point, but nonetheless, I was like, wow, that's, that's a statement. Mm, yeah, she did. Yeah. She was making some statements throughout the show. In fact, one of my favorite. She was very proud of herself. yes. One of uh, my favorite statements from Isabella was when the, uh, I think Samantha, the general manager, comes up to her and then asks her how many drinks she had. Isabella's response was, my customers bought them for me. Didn't answer how many drinks she had. My customers bought them for me. Just such a great dirtbag move of, it's all legit. Yeah, it's fine. My favorite line of hers was... um, when she was sent home, she was pleading into the camera. I don't understand what I did wrong. Yeah, what's what? What was I? What, what was a I doing beautiful wrong? understatement. <laughs> Everything she's doing is wrong, and she's being sent home for fighting the security guy. And she doesn't understand what she did wrong. There's such. I even wrote down, love entitled employees. She mm. just has such a sense that she owns the place and can get away with whatever she wants because she's Isabella and. Hashtag single. Hashtag single. At one point, she was actually, there were no customers anywhere near her. Her back was to the customers, if there were any. And she was dry humping the sink. Yes. I saw that. The sink. No customers. Like, this this was really just an Isabella for her moment. (laughs) And she says all these things about bringing customers in and customers buying her drinks. She's just dry humping anything at this point. Just for herself does she think the sink is a customer at that point i mean who can say i mean it paid just as much as everyone else did in those early scenes (laughs) it um well so well in the beginning uh uh what was i gonna say they send in the girls right uh the decoys the recon the The recon recon. they do the recon which is of i of all the recon teams i was most disappointed in this group because usually the recon teams you can spot them a mile away because they order everything off the menu and five different drinks. Right. But these women were just like, oh, I love a Cosmo. And at least I have the feeling that other recon teams at least look like they could go into the bars that they're reconned into. These women looked so out of place and so confused. I don't know where the producers found them. Well, I think what ended up happening as to where their confusion lied is when they walked into a strip club. Mm-hmm. As two it, single women. Yeah. As two single women to go hang out. And now look, I know chicks who hang out in strip clubs, and they, but they're a little more comfortable with that, if that makes any sense. Well, they've also chosen that. These are two girls who we assume <laughs> do not hang out in strip clubs. Mm, yeah. Well, here's well, and this is where and this is where the wheels kind of came off for them. Is uh, I have it down. They send in the girls, and there's they try and order food. And there's no menu for there's one. No menu. Not even a drink yeah. menu. But the uh, but on the front of the building it says heat restaurant and lounge. So these women walk in like, yeah, can we take a look at a menu? Oh, we don't have a menu. What? How how is that not a thing? Everything is a lie in that place. It's well, it was because then it turned into a strip club. So then after they try and order the food, they're shut down from that. The cosmos come over and they're in two different glasses. Oh, Phil was so upset. Oh, Phil Furious. Because obviously, for those of you out there, we know that 
the portion sizes are very different if you're serving them in two different glasses, right? Consistency is key. Mm. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Correct. And then uh, after that, John hates on the strippers. Well, the bartenders. Bartenders, yes. Sorry, my fault. (laughs) Bartenders. And um, they're interchangeable at this point. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're gonna probably be swapping stripper and bartender throughout this podcast on this episode fairly liberally. Um, And that's when uh, John chimes in with, "They don't even know how to use the pole." Yep. And that again, obviously, sends a narrative running in my head of John at a strip club. I'm like, right. That's that's the I think first. There have been a lot of gnarly images in Bar Rescue Sister. I think that may be the worst. Is picturing John Taffer in a strip club going, those girls really know how to use the pole. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, he became but... a very elderly Jewish <laughs> yeah. man at that point. Is yeah. John Taffer Jewish? He's from Long Island. No, I don't think so. It'd really? be like Tafferstein or. Right. He could have changed his name. That's true. Well, Ralph Lauren. In my fantasy yeah. world, all men are Jewish. So <laughs> that's that has nothing to do with the show, everyone. Sorry. Um, so. Uh well, oh yeah so John calls him uh shitty uh shitty strippers and then uh Chantel uh screaming like a maniac and then she gets sent home because she's wasted mm-hmm. and and she leaves like dry, like trying to put a cat into a bathtub she's kicking like, and screaming on to the door frame <laughs> she's like you will not get me out of here and you hear her go ah <laughs> ah now, now this is what struck me about what was so wild about that scene is when the cameras are, are um, cutting a lot to show just how crazy and drunk everyone is. I caught, and I had to rewind to verify this, there was a dog in the bar. What? <laughs> there was a little, I believe, golden lab just hanging out in the back by the dudes that had like the tray, like the, the free bottle service that they got and the right. yellow shots. They had a dog with them. And Wait. it was incredible. Which that they didn't I, spend more time on that. Which again, that's kind of a uh, John dropping the ball here. Bob. Yeah, he should have picked up on that. John he should have been on that. Bar Rescue loves animals and bars. Right, there's in the Texas, horse. The horse. Yep. There's the one in Kansas City with the raccoons. Yeah, there's there's definitely these moments where like you cannot have an animal in a bar unless it's a service dog, which I sincerely doubt this was that no. situation. Um, that was the other thing too is that um. Parties of six uh, got a free bottle. Six men. Six Not men. even six women. Yeah. Six men got a free bottle. So you just six of your boys, yo, you want to go get a free bottle? Yep. And they walk in to heat, and then uh, then you get your free bottle. And free strippers as well. Mm-hmm. You do get free strippers um, who who just do it for the love of the game. They're in it for the love of the game. That's all I can think of at this point. Because in that place, they're not in it for the money. Because let me tell you something. If if there are six dudes out there who are just like, yo, we need to go get our free bottle, they are not tipping strippers. That's not how that works Mm -hmm. at all. That's not how their night is planned. That's not how their budget is laid out. No, not even a little bit. No. So, uh, so Vin, uh, so yeah, Vin then gets into it uh, with Samantha. Oh, Samantha has the nervous breakdown because she's just like, they can't keep taking their. She is a twenty-three-year-old general manager. Does that strike anyone? Does that seem well, like a well, bit she, young? She is, and she's she, a relative. She's right. what the sister of. Oh, I'm sorry. Of uh, Vin. Sister, yeah. Yep. So Vin's it's, so it's wife. a family business. Vin's wife, what was her name? Vanessa. Vanessa. I'm Vanessa. sorry. I, Vanessa has the nervous breakdown. Samantha's oh, yeah, she freaks out. Down. Samantha's 23 again. and that's. But she says at one point, she's just like, I'm 23. No one listens to me. Like, I, I don't know what to tell these girls not to right. fucking <laughs> drink like maniacs. And one of the bartenders is the girlfriend of Vanessa and Sam's brother. That's yes. Nini. So, so, Mimi. Nini. Nini. Right. There are three siblings, and one of theirs significant other is also the bartender so this is a whole sorted family affair of people who really don't care (laughs) not a single fuck well no i'm sorry samantha cared samantha cares uh was powerless i mean uh vanessa obviously cared because that's they have a kid 
uh, Vincent, Vin, Vin and Vanessa have a kid. A two-year-old named Cameron, which I found interesting is that they owned the bar for two years and they had a ch- child who was two years old. So it's like, did you have the kid and then make this bad decision? Had you already decided to have a strip club bar? Is the while she was pregnant? Decision? Yeah. What? Yeah. Is it a series of bad decisions? Who can say? Yeah. It's tough to call. I mean, how do you call that one? Um, so... So Vin and Vanessa have a lot riding on this, right? So that's when Vanessa has the nervous breakdown uh, uh, outside the bar. And that's when Taffer goes in. Because Taffer and Phil are just like, yo, man, this girl is fucking losing it. I feel bad for her because she's trapped in the middle because Vin's being such a pussy about telling people what to do. And uh, sidebar, you can often hear uh, Vin be like, hey, get down from there. You know, like that defeated parent the, who's the like... The least trying try ever. Hey, come on. Serve the customers. Yeah, exactly. Like, just that, like, it's that person who just is in no control of the situation, but is just desperately trying to just exert some power in front of John who's just like, yo, you ain't got shit. Yeah, he asked him if he had the balls to change the situation at least three times. He used the word balls. Yeah. And well, ask Vanessa like, does he have does he have the balls to change this? <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, he does. I know he could do it. I know he's yeah. capable. And I was like, I don't know. I think he's kind of an emotionless robot. I mean, his facial expression never really changed. He no, had, yeah, he just had like a half smile the entire time. Even when he was being yelled at, he was just focused on his ponytail. That's what he wanted. <laughs> Which I have to say was amazing. Yes, that was an amazing pony. That it was that dude terrific. Had. That shit was on fire. I was I was rooting for him because and the I was rooting for more for the ponytail than I was. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, because that was because I wasn't. <laughs> I respected the ponytail. I just didn't respect Vin. Yeah, you know what yep. I mean. So uh, so yeah, John yells at him. He's just like, "Yo, man, you, do you have the balls to do this?" And she's like, yeah, he can do it. He can do it. And then uh, that's when. This this was a line that I loved. He was yelling at him. He's so good at pulling the heartstrings of people. I heard him yell, you're killing your kid's future. Wow. wow. Way to not. Like, he pulls zero punches. That was amazing. No, man. You don't rescue 800 bars by couching the truth. I don't nope. think that that's how that works. Uh, so, yeah. So then John, uh, John's like. You don't have the balls to do this. And then he's like, fire someone. He, he tells me he's got to fire someone. No one gets fired. This was one of the few times I've seen someone not fight back, but just totally ignore what... I'm not saying that right. Obviously, the angry owners always say you don't know what you're doing. But this is the first time where John gave like a direct command, an immediate command, and the owner didn't comply. Yeah. Most times he says, you got to do this, you got to do that, and the, our, the owner will just say, I don't know how, how you think you know you're right, which is obviously crazy. But this yeah. is the first time where John said directly, do this here, now, and the person said no. And he was okay with it. Yeah, that's, again, I couldn't another... believe it that Taffer was like, all right, this is, I think that was Taffer saying, this is going to be a real challenge. This is, the gauntlet is thrown. I will break you. I will eventually break you. But here's what um, I think. Well, uh, re- well, they do kind of get into why uh, he didn't fire. Some- is that th- he couldn't let everybody go? Well, I'm sorry. John then said, "Everyone who's the most to be fired." Yeah, who's the most disrespectful? <laughs> who person? has stolen the most from your business? Who's and stolen? Van just said it's kind of across the board. And so at that point. You know what could he do? Yeah, he. Well, so he. John kind of recognized like I do need strippers to sell alcohol because they're still strippers at this point. They haven't become bartenders yet. Um, so he they said, haven't well, gone through the metamorphosis. They haven't. They are still caterpillars. They are not yet butterflies, <laughs> if you will, because they would have butterfly tattoos on their backs. I'm on fire right now. <laughs> I will admit that. I'm say I'm comfortable enough to admit that I'm on fire. Uh, so at any rate, uh, you know, he's like, got to fire these chicks. Uh, he didn't want to fire them cause they're all like, yeah, you know what? You can't, uh, I'm, <laughs> I have to fire everybody. So he's like, all right, you're now on a probationary period. Yep. You are now fighting for your job. You're, you know, you're gonna, it's going to be day by day. You're going to live and you're going to live day to day and see what happens. Um, and that's when, um, well, then uh, John kind of talks a little bit about the kitchen, 
how the kitchen's being underutilized. There's a deep fryer. There's all the stuff in there that's not. And it getting. didn't look like it was in terrible shape. It was unused, right? But it didn't look grody and horrifying. We have to use it to make yeah. it grody. Yeah, I think, right? Isn't that how that would work? Which I mean, lucky for Vin and Vanessa that wasn't a fucking shit show in that kitchen, or John would have. He would have been even more mad because, again, people's lives are at stake if you've got, you know, I don't know, a rat living, a family of rats living in your... Health code violations, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, being with that. And then um, that's when the uh, chef comes in. What was her name? Jamika. Jamika. Jamika Pasua. Pasua. So she has a bunch of Food Network credentials, and she's known as sort of the celebrity chef to the stars and is known for, I think, is it... Uh, southern heat meets Caribbean sweet, sort of yeah. like a lovely mixture of flavors based upon her background. Has she been on other episodes? She seemed relatively new to me. I hadn't seen her before. I hadn't seen her. Um, not to say that she hasn't, uh, good. you know, prove, she she proved her, She they tested her metal. She she had, she I thought she was good. Very professional. If she yeah. had been on before, I'm glad they brought her back. Yeah. She was great. She really kept her calm. Mm-hmm. And cool and poised. Which was needed because that's when the stress test was happening. I've never seen a stress test with one food item. And they couldn't even get that right. They couldn't get that right. It was, what, chicken on skewers? Was, yeah. Skewer chicken. Three like, minutes each side, and they were all coming back raw. And they had, like, pre, pre-made, like, coleslaw. Yeah. One item. Every other restaurant has a couple, like, three or four things. And I'm assuming more, actually. But they, th- they show three or four. They, but yeah, it was Nothing. just... One chicken, like, it, <laughs> and it was coming back raw. Like, how how do you fuck chicken up? It's, again, it's, I, I wouldn't say three minutes, but, you know. I th- well, I think it was something like four minutes aside. Three to four minutes yeah. aside. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so put on, flip, serve. They couldn't handle that. That was that, too much. That was a lot. Yeah. Um, you know. For thank, Vin and Vanessa. Thank God Vin and Vanessa created a, a cute baby. Because, yeah. Because, I yeah. don't know, the, the brain trust there seemed a little... <laughs> Woo. God bless you. God, this is the uncensored version of our review, but I'll tell you. So, uh so uh what's her name? Uh Isabella, that's when uh she starts doing shots during the yeah. stress test, mind you. During the fucking stress test. Yeah. Jumps up on the bar. And of course everyone's looking at her like, "What is this bitch doing?" What? <laughs> what? What and the there was Vin, doing? as always, going, hey, come on, get down. I had the don't feeling Vin got stuffed bar. in a locker at some point. He's a defeated times. man. Like, I don't know if he's ever really exerted authority in his life, truthfully. I wonder, though, because you've seen these episodes, though, and, you know, they do, like, the emotional pull of the of the bar owner. But, like, he might have had a fire, but then there was some tragedy or something. Mm. You know what I mean? And then that guy's just like, well, fuck it. And then just keeps showing up. Um, I wonder if that was Vin's case. There but may be a backstory we're not aware of. There might be a backstory to why Vin yeah. just mm. didn't give a shit, you know. Um, Do you think it was cut for editing? Because especially this last season, they've really pulled the heartstrings. There was the guy in Florida whose son died. Oh, that was devastating. Right. There was um, yeah. the, the police detective in Philly, and they brought in a PTSD specialist to be like, you've clearly witnessed like horrible things in Philadelphia. And you see the guy go like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's oh yeah, that was the one where he like the guy, uh, the owner would just sit at the bar and just get plastered, yeah, and just be a complete maniac to everybody in there. Um, so there, so yeah. But I'm wondering uh, what Vin's backstory was. Did, so, was if, someone mean to him about his ponytail? Mm. That would break me because that looks like he put a lot. There's some all, effort there. All the effort that he should have been putting into this bar, he's clearly put into his hair care. <laughs> <laughs> and if someone shit on that, I can see being the, broken. I can the, see losing your vim and vigor. Ah, I saw what you did there, sir. <laughs> the vim and vigor yeah. was lost out of this bar. Uh so maybe I mean their theories. I mean I yeah. I feel like we're unpacking a lot of the theories as to why uh, why Vin didn't have the fire. This bar also was not located in the best situation. They always roll out that map where they put a big gold star where their bar is, and they lay out yeah. all the other competing bars. And many times they're in a good location. They're just not doing it correctly, or they're doing it you know horrifyingly bad. But this was in a location where there were like 20 bars within a few block radius. It was a very saturated market. But all those other bars are making money. 
Right. So his so, really stood out by being a broke strip club. So how do you, you know, how do you go from all these 20 bars around you making money to this one that just can't seem to turn a dollar? Like you, you, well, you're giving away the bar. Like that's what John was saying from the jump is like, yo, man, $11,000 when a bartender, when he pulls out the bartender numbers, like you've given away 11 grand. That's nuts. Like. You know what I mean? I want to know what happened to this guy. He well, seemed, they both seemed so nice. Yeah. I want to know when they took over the bar or the space, did it already have the stripper pole? Did they already, did it already have this theme? Or cause otherwise they woke up one day and thought we're not making any money. Let's have our girls dressed like whores and put in a pole. It's sort of like, which came, that was my question. It's sort of which came first. Cause there was no real accountability you know, it's not like Taffer was, why are your girls dressed like whores? And they're like, well, actually, you know, we really thought about it. And we just thought it'd be a great idea. You know, <laughs> hashtag single. You know, there was no, <laughs> there was no like logical explanation. So This is our branding. Yeah, yeah, but this is just what we're doing. Not so much restaurant, but free ass. I don't know. I don't it, know. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it was one of those like fusion, you know, how you have like a like a Mexican uh, Japanese fusion restaurant. Right. Asian a, Cuban. Asian yeah. Cuban. Were they trying to do a strip club bar? Sort of. I, I don't know. I mean, only only one can uh, speculate on that. Oh, Vin, I hope you're doing okay. I well in Hollywood, Florida. I I want them to do. Sorry to skip to the end of the episode, but yeah, I, we I can want, pulp fiction this. Yeah, we can, you know, I want them to do follow up after the follow ups. You know, at the end of the episode, they give a quick little. Like, the six weeks week. later, right? They, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want them like in the middle of an episode to be like, and now we're just gonna check in. On this bar and that bar, and just do a quick little like here they are six months later because I know some of them have failed. Yeah. Well, oh, I would watch. I would watch a Taffer revisited in a second. Yeah. yeah. If they haven't done that yet, they, they need I think to. He, they've done some. He well, okay. uh, I think it's this to, season. To bases, they went back to. Went back. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, that like, guy was I'm, such an ass. I'm thinking like a Shark Tank. They'll do like updates, and they just spend a couple minutes. Yeah. Saying, like, this is how. Oh, where the show are they now? My life, and I think that'd be an interesting. It would be. Um, well, they do a uh, 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 well pirates. Oh, oh, pirates! Pirates with a Z. Pirates with a fucking Z, man. <laughs> we'll, S- Silver that Spring, Maryland. The, we should definitely. Which I've uh, I dated a girl who lived in Silver Spring. Uh, I never. We never went to pirates, so I don't think pirates. Well, it was corporate probably for the time we were together. But uh, yeah, we should definitely. We'll unpack that episode, guys, because that's. Woo! Arr. That has or some issues. Or no. Um, but um, so uh, back to uh, yes, uh, sorry, heat. Yes. No, I mean you know we well, the people need to know. They need to know. They, if if you're listening and you're not sure if we know our bar rescue, oh, we got it. <laughs> oh, we're on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is real. Um, so the the stress test jumps off. It's a fucking disaster. Isabella starts doing the shots. She starts dancing on the bar like an idiot. Uh, and this is when she gets canned because Vin has to now flex some muscle. Right. It's a stress test. And if he rolls over, John's going to be like, you fucking pussy. You so, don't have the balls to do this. Mm, well, I'm going to lose my voice doing Don Taffer impressions. I can't well, do this but much they, longer. They segue into these different characters. <laughs> it's Taffer meets Nixon. Yeah, yeah it's Taffer. Yeah, and then there's a, I'm not a crook. Like, well, no, he's not. He's an upstanding uh, No, he's citizen, a fine, right? mm-hmm. fine gentleman. So uh, so that's when Isabella gets fired. Yes. and Can't she, possibly comprehend what she did wrong. I don't know what the problem is. I have people coming in. I have people spending money. And I was like, mm, you're not really working, actually. You're just kind of no. doing shots and looking around while everyone else tries to make this work. Yeah. Like Nini was hustling. I feel like Nini showed, you know, yeah. some potential she during really the stress test. Well, that those was are the, the thi- two. That's the, those are the opposite ends of the spectrum of what happens during a stress test. People either really thrive and, and step up or they go nuts and then you see them either before or after they usually after smiling and laughing when they do like the dress down being like here's how you messed up and they're just like smiling like this doesn't apply to me yeah and i'm like oh you're an animal mm. you do not love this bar you no. don't love this bar you don't have the passion Mm-mm. that they need the passion uh so uh so yeah, so uh, is oh, and another Isabella uh, gem was uh, this doesn't make any sense when <laughs> yeah. she was fired. This doesn't 
This makes no sense as to why I'm being asked to leave. And she had only done two shots, she said. Just two shots. Just, just two. two. Just two just during two. the stress test. Um, oh, I, uh, I'm i sorry. I do have to backtrack. I mi- we, uh, we missed this part of it. But uh, in the beginning when uh, what's-her-name uh, gets thrown out like a cat. Chantel. Chantel. Chantel gets thrown out like a wet cat. Uh, the producer goes, so are you going to come back tomorrow? <laughs> oh, She's like, right. yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> you viciously embarrassed yourself, right, in front of your friends and coworkers. Can we talk about the passage of time on Bar Rescue and how in the first two days they're all wearing the same clothes? Like what? Do, do you, I mean, I've just observed this in every episode. Do you know what they're trying to accomplish there? Are they actually shooting it all in one day? Or, you know, is there any sort of suspension of disbelief for us watching them in the same outfits, even though a full day has passed? Interesting. Because uh, it's not just the workers in their uniforms. It was it's the general manager in the same, like, blue tunic and black jacket. And it, what are we to assume there? Um, I, I, I do think that um, you do have to kind of suspend reality. I think to 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 get into it, which like, I'll do. Yeah. I will happily do that. Oh yeah, no, but I, hey man, no I, shit, man. I'm <laughs> all about just throwing logic out the window and letting John be the driver. You know, I'll do that. But I do. I I, I wonder though. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe if we get John on the show, yeah, we can ask him yeah. about that. Um, I always go by when the new day starts when he calls like a big meeting. Right. You usually by that point they're in different clothes. Mm. And that's what I go by. Before that, I just assume that's editing. Yeah, that's a good point. Of, of them put just putting like here's all the hectic chaos. Ah, uh, these segments. Gotcha. And then the meeting to really turn it all around. Yep. In the next segments. I think I think that that's a that's a good way of looking at it. Um, but you would think the girls at least would have different clothes on because they've been dancing. Maybe she has mm. multiple pairs of hashtag of the hashtag single. single. Hmm. Like if you're really committed to that, I imagine you have backup pairs ready to go. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, that's a fine sure. point. It's solid. Uh, that Thank makes you. sense. <laughs> if you really, if you really unpack it, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so the stress test has failed. Um, undercooked chicken obviously gets involved. Mm-hmm. John's like, "This is ridiculous. You guys are terrible." Um, he that- has a great line at the end of the stress test. Do you guys remember it? I don't, I don't remember that. He says, I don't even need to shut this down. The crowd shut themselves down. The customers oh, have all left. The customers left. And then there's just a really sad shot of Chantel with sweeping. The mom. The sweeping. <laughs> sweeping. Yeah. With her tube socks. She's wearing the sexy outfit of the tube socks. I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with what people wear, clearly. Yeah. Continue, Max. Yeah, no. It's, but I'm, they were sexy tube socks. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, yeah, they were leopard print uh, yeah. tube socks. No, Which I, I was impressed that any of them had the wherewithal to do any cleaning in that place. That actually made me happy at the end of the stress test. I'm like, they're cleaning up. They're keeping this at least a respectable looking strip club. Well, I think that's generous. <laughs> respectable. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was the other thing too. Is just well, there were no dead rats. There were no, okay, right. no no mouse or no raccoon poop on the right. floor. Mm-hmm. None of that. So relatively clean. Yes. Okay. By um, bar rescue standards. Yes. Uh, but the well, the decor of the place uh, looked like a prison. Because it was just gray yeah. and black. There were no so colors that were going to pop. Like It looked like they were being held against their will to dance at said strip club. Which was another point that John hit on of just like, yo, man, this place, you got to, you know draw in you know the, they had like the shitty led lights that was front. one of my favorite moments when he said like no the eye has to be the customers have to be drawn into the space these cool lights or like he thinks these lights are cool you're actually distracting the customers right you want but, it to be cool inside right he's such a uh just such a wordsmith when it mm. comes to the bars he can explain just the aesthetics he's a wordsmith and a big big picture guy yeah he is very big which picture. is why John Taffer has my vote in 2016. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he will, you know how there's like the restoration, like, well, he'll do the reconstruction because that's what he yeah. knows. Because then there is the massive reconstruction of the bar because after this trust test, he's just like, this is fucked. There's still a strip pole. There's a strip pole here. Like, we can't, this can't work. So then they they cut to him, and he's doing, like, the reconstruction of it. Oh, I love it when he puts on the baseball cap, yeah, and he loses the blazer. 
so I love his little like construction outfit. Right, he's in the blue jeans and the short sleeve button down. It's casual, John. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. He's and, uh he's on the scene. Yep. He's you know getting his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. That's the most carefree you see him. He goes, oh, this is gonna look great when you put in this color here and this kind of texture there. It's gonna pop. I'm like, oh, he's so joyful. Yeah. Well, if there's if if we've learned anything about John is that. The one thing that brings him joy is reconstructing bars. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people, uh, you know, love basketball. Like, they, you know, love working out or whatever. John's passion is reconstructing a bar. And he does it. And he's like a conductor. Like, you see him. He, he is just leading a string, the string section over here. Mm-hmm. He, our, we need to elevate this uh, stage so that the customers outside can see that it's happening and it's like you're fucking brilliant he's brilliant and he's handling it under so much pressure there mm-hmm. was um there was an interview that I passed along to these two fine outstanding co-hosts here <laughs> yeah and he says during the, the process he's getting like 80 to 100 emails a day and he's getting you know asking about colors decors mm-hmm. logos menus but even menu prices he has to figure out from scratch in that like 5 day it really is a 5 day period oh yeah and he's doing like 12 14 hour plus days with those people yeah man so he's handling all that plus i don't i can't imagine he handles any personal shit during the weeks that they're filming no. but he's doing all that and on camera and he's killing it and I also love his conversations with his experts. Like, yes. they, they feel very organic. I have no idea if they actually are, but I just love, so guys, what are we going to do next? Little heat, little this, little, really elevate. And I just, and the experts kind of chime in with, like, very agreeable sounds. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a really lovely moment. Phil, we're going to get some drinks that are going to attract, you know, get some ladies in here, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have some, like, sweet drinks. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. That's like, right. Now let's, like, let's let's get to this menu. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's make that menu with the sweet drinks to get the ladies and some heat, you know Caribbean heat. Well, the, it was a Caribbean and Tini, right? Named after. Uh, it was, I think, Nini. Oh, a Caranini. Car- it was a Caranini, right? That was the signature drink. Oh, um, a Tropanini. Tropanini. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Tropanini. Uh, Smirnoff based. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. There. There. And there's always that like uh, I don't know called under the radar plug for Smirnoff. Yeah. And well, know. yeah, because you have the commercial for Smirnoff uh, sours halfway through the episode. Yeah. So, which again, I'm fine with all of and this. And then if it's a tequila based episode, it's all Don Julio yep. commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's all tied together. Yeah. Guys. You know, there's a there's a uh, there's a plan yeah. in place. So at this point in the show, we're in a good place. The menus are created with the sweet drinks and the carrots being heat mm-hmm phil's vest is always looking great always impeccable everyone uh i mean duffy sometimes is a little spotty but he's a chef like he's always in his uh apron his apron yeah. uh just con- i think he wakes up in the morning just in the aprons like all right let's do this i do appreciate one thing different from phil than other mixologists we've seen on bar rescue he doesn't encourage the smiling while you're shaking do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, um, uh, the, the, the female mixologist. The very tall one. Very tall. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even some of the males have encouraged it as well. Like and it just looks... Smiling. Oh, it looks ridiculous. Well, yeah. it's... Yeah. I mean, well, you know what? Phil's about business. Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? All he's, business. He's a straight shooter. Um, not that these other guys weren't straight shooters, but you, there's a story behind Phil. Mm. To, you know what I mean? I feel like there's a... As Phil has said before, and Phil will say again, consistency, consistency, mm-hmm. consistency. Get the drinks the same, have the vest the same, all will be well. I'm really obsessed and with it. I want to invest in his vests. <laughs> I want to invest in I'm his vests. I'm very sorry for that, but I love those vests. No, no apologies. No he apologies. looks great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so then, uh, so the massive reconstruction happens, right? Uh, and then, of course... As with every episode, it is, it's almost like Law & Order SVU where you can just predict the thread of the show. Mm-hmm. The bar is open, or they're doing the unveiling. Mm-hmm. The big reveal. The big yeah. reveal. And, you know, one, two, <laughs> commercial. Yep. And every time. Are, every time. Every time. Every time you're like, are they going to like it? What's going to happen? Are, are they going to be happy? Although with Pirates, they didn't. Mm-mm. So there are some people who are one, I think, I think that might have been the only bar that they redid that. But, but I, if I remember, at least for the episode, they at least feigned enthusiasm to give it a try. Mm. Well, I take that back. Um, you know, Pirates, but you're right; they, they were did, not over the moon for it. They, they weren't. They did feign enthusiasm. Um, they were like, okay, great. They weren't 
blown away. Like right. you see tears when yeah. the new bar. Like Chantel fucking cried. She lost her shit. She was proud to be a part of Ella. L.A. Yes. L.A. I'm Can sorry. we talk about that name for a second? I was not a fan of L.A. I didn't like that it. Name. I don't think it's suited because it, it makes you think of Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Exactly. That's what I thought. Like too. I love this idea of elevation, but I'm like, no one's gonna put that together if they just hear L.A. Well, so, right, but it's a small quibble, but nonetheless, small John. Quibble, but still, well done, and yeah. the bar looks amazing. It looks fantastic, and it did. I mean, they really did. Uh, they turned the place around. Uh, the stripper pole. Gone. No Removed. Done. They got rid of the stripper pole. Uh, and the bar was color. Uh, they could keep, You could control the color. Thanks to Dibbon Lights. Dibbon yes. Lights. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, his friends at Dibbon Lights. His friends, That's, of course, at yeah, Dibbon Lights. You got to remember, John is friends with all of the uh, purveyors and all the people that he does business with. Those are his personal <laughs> friends. Don't get it twisted. That guy's got a huge social calendar. Do you guys also love when he plugs Angie's list when he's in the Midwest? Oh, he has done that. I found this great decor thanks to Angie's list. (laughs) Wow. All right. Can you, like, this is a sidebar. Do you think John, like, gets fucked up ever, like, booze-wise? Like, do you think when he's at his house he'll get hammered or, like... I almost wonder if he might be an alcoholic. Because when I think he talks about his first marriage a lot and he says that it ended because they worked together. Right. And I sometimes, and for some reason in my head, that became, oh, maybe he hit the sauce a little hard. I don't, mm. I don't know. I don't want to spread rumors about John Taffer and Sully, his good name. But right. I do, he does definitely, you know, suggest drinking responsibly is the way to go. But. Right. So I do, I, but I, yeah, I mean, I, that does raise the question, is, is he, yeah. hmm. does he get fucked up? I don't, now that I say it, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think he keeps, keeps it together. I think, I mean, he'll, he obviously will test said drink i'd assume i would although, assume i've never although i've never seen him have a drink on the show like no. you see some of the uh, no even in like his little psa's about drinking responsibly he's holding it but you never see him ever sip anything per se that's right and even if he did that doesn't isn't to say there's actual alcohol in it i, I think for him his release isn't drinking it's the yelling. I think the yelling is his release uh, yep. that allows him to yelling. function. Like, if he didn't yell at someone for five days, I think then he'd go nuts. Oh, yeah. I would not want that Mm-mm. for him. I, I want him to yell at yeah. everyone. Again, people in my life need it. His, his plaid jackets would explode off of him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, so they open L.A., uh, and it's a shishi new joint um, bartender or the bartender. Now they're bartenders. Now uh, they're they officially were bartenders. Strippers prior to, but because now they have uniforms. Oh, this was one of my courtesy small... of my friends at Cintas. Yes, <laughs> this was one of my larger quibbles with his overall game plan of having the tank top for the day shift and then like the elegant orange evening gown for the day shift. yeah like the cocktail dress for the that was for the after hours i thought that was for the late night for for like the for like yeah for the i don't see i I think in his mind it was like when the sun goes down like right it becomes nighttime then you change into these cocktail dresses i'm like does he really think the waitresses the bartenders are going to take the time or are they just different shifts I'd them. assume they'd be different shifts, though, because unless be you're like, working, I mean, like, if you're working a double, then, I mean, I'd assume you get changed in the back or whatever, but, like, you're probably working the day shift. If you're working the day shift, you have one uniform, and then, like, if you're working second shift, third shift, you have a different outfit. So I, I think I guess might. so. I thought it was ambitious by uniform standards to be like, we're going to go two, like, double. We're going to have two sets. Um... I mean, and this is what we needed. We needed to elevate everyone's fashion mm-hmm. game. And mm-hmm. they did. They did. Yeah. L.A., people i guess also interesting during the reveal all of a sudden there's a woman named joy who's allowed to speak did you see this yeah we haven't seen her all episode we assume i i I assume she was one of the previous strippers but all of a sudden john tower's like joy how do you feel you're crying what's going i'm like who's joy (laughs) i've seen chantelle and isabella and everyone else all of a sudden yeah that was also interesting because Chantel never showed any interest in caring about the bar, never. other than just that she was going to show up again tomorrow. <laughs> After, but apparently, you going to show up tomorrow? Yeah, 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 Why yeah, not? yeah. I'll come back. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, so, so they, so they do the big reveal. Everyone loves it. Uh, Chantel cries. She mm-hmm. does start crying. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was very sweet. It was an emotional, uh, emotional outpour. And then the, uh, the heart. I guess it would be the heart open. I don't know because the soft opening 
is like the stress test and the hard open, I guess is yeah. that we'll call it that. So they do the hard open and you know, they're, I, it's happening. Yeah. The happers, the happers, I think he calls it. Yes, yeah. Tapas happy hour. Yeah. So we see the daytime and then the nighttime shift. Um, Phil says, uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Wish. I think that was his big line yeah. of the show. I, I used to say that a lot cause I teach and I would tell the kids dream, uh, Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, it's a good, it's a good uh, little motivational quip there out of old Phil. There, I uh, I love how much, just the drastic change in quality of craftsmanship of the drinks from two days of training. Oh yeah, here the strippers. You know when Phil gave them the test, the three of them couldn't make one drink, but now suddenly they're cranking out four or five drinks. They're taking a fully packed bar and crushing it. Which, are, that's really impressive training. Or they're really holding back in the first couple segments. <laughs> well, sometimes I watch Bar Rescue, and for like a solid year when I was 10 years younger and arguably hotter, I tried to get a bartending gig in New York, and I had training, and I couldn't. And yet, episode after episode of Bar Rescue, we see these like vaguely attractive women with bartending jobs who can't even make a gin and tonic. I'm sorry. I feel some degree of injustice there. Well, um, As fair. I, will that say, is great I will say, though, Catherine, um, in New York, like, this is like Hollywood, Florida. Right, this right. This is... Uh, Very different market. Sandusky, that's, Ohio, or yeah. wherever the fuck this is. I mean, New York, it's... I mean, that's... Uh, overly right. saturated. Yeah. It's, well, it's... Overly saturated. There's, you know, the expectation, I think, for most places in New York of, like, high quality yep. and high expectations. And also I think people come to New York as like, could be career bartenders. Oh, for sure. Oh, hell yeah, man. But whereas like in Hollywood, Florida, like you're probably running from something. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the, the expectations are, the yeah. bar is set much lower. Yep. There's a, uh, there's a criminal record there. Mm. Might, this might be the only job I can get because mm. background checks that's, Bars aren't historically known for being on the up and up yep. about your character. Um, they, they will take all. I mean, I have friends who are bartenders. I have good friends who are bartenders, and you know they're they're great people. They're my friends. Otherwise, they wouldn't be. But there's def. I've definitely met bartenders in my time where I'm just like, man, who did you kill? <laughs> oh, no. Like you've hurt someone for money. I, mm-hmm. I can smell it on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in so in the uh, in the opening, uh, we were talking about this before. <laughs> there's the, the cut to the crowd. Everyone's having a great time, and there's just one dude whose face is blurred. He doesn't want anything to do with. Oh, the, I, that I missed. I missed yeah, it. I missed it too. Oh, man. Um, well, I have in my notes uh, one face blurred. Dot dot dot. What the fuck? Because that's definitely a point to bring up. What was? Why would? Why would he? D- such a once in a lifetime opportunity to be on Bar Rescue, and you don't want people to know. Wait, about you that. don't sign the consent f- the consent waiver? That's yeah. ridiculous. Or what if he's someone who's in the public eye? That's mm. another possibility, and doesn't want to be seen on Bar Rescue. But is there for but some sort of specific purpose? Yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. Or he also could be on the run, and right? May yeah, not necessarily want to have that his face splashed across you know national television his likeness uh thrown out there Mm -hmm. um was he in the front of the bar or was he hiding in the back uh he was at the bar like he was sitting at the bar so um he uh uh he was he wasn't like drinking a whiskey in the corner like like he was he was he was there like he knew he knew what was going on but Again, there's I guess there's theory. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, strange. So so then you know as again because these shows are just you know what's gonna happen. John you know comes over. There's the emotional embrace. My work here is done. Yeah, my work here is done. I've, I've left you in a much better place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just rides the Harley into the sunset. And right, he steps outside. He takes one last knowing, proud look at the bar. Nods his head at it. Yep. Smiles and walks away. And then, it's adorable. Oh, it's great, man. I just, you know, you see someone happy and you're happy for them. It's, it's a feel good yes. story. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, I mean, again, uh, they all don't necessarily end like that. 
Um, there's definitely some episodes where um, John, I saw the one recently where he was just like, I'm not helping you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you need therapy. Like that was his, the only help he could give them is that you should talk to a licensed professional. All right. This was the uh, double wide trailer in like it was Kansas or Missouri. It was somewhere the owner in. slapped the employee, slapped the employee. Yeah. And then they found video where he said, I'll pay you a hundred dollars to throw him through a plate glass window. And yep. John's like, I do not tolerate violence against employees and safety he's always paramount safety is number one in these bars and if you mm-hmm. violate that you're I'm out. out i'm yeah. out i'm not you're out i mean you'll eventually be out but the taff is out yeah taff will have none of it and um, then at that i read they lost their liquor license it took mm. like another year and a half but they lost their liquor license makes sense generally when john gives you the kiss of death it's the kiss of death you don't yeah. you don't he hasn't been wrong on that one um, so that was the episode of. And then uh, um, I believe the follow-up at the end. They have the, you know those two interstitial pains. Happy hour sales are up a hundred percent. Yeah, which yeah. is true when you go from no happy hour sales to <laughs> just being open think, at that time. I that think if you true. sell a drink, your sales are up a hundred percent. So I'd like to see the actual dollar value on that one. But, and then I, I forget what the other one was. I'm just um, assuming that they're doing well and like drink sales are late up. Late night sales are up 30%. Yeah. But my yeah. favorite line was, the staff learned that they can make money without dancing on a pole. Whoa. <laughs> Deep lesson. That was my favorite part yeah. of the update. I was like, wow, that is that is something. Can I you imagine that. there's this like epiphany and this light bulb goes off over Chantel's head. She's like, we can sell alcohol in here? Are you kidding me? What? I thought we had to give it to them and then dance. What do you mean this is a bar? Okay. Oh, Chantel. Uh, I just love, I'm imagining the writer in the writer's room being like, all right, I got to come up with these last credits. Like, all right, happy hour sales up, drink sales up. Bartenders don't have to be whores. (laughs) (laughs) And then the editor being like, "I, I see where you're going. I like where you're going with this. Maybe tone it down a notch. Yeah, maybe like just can we clean this up? Let's punch this up a little bit. You know, right? How can we punch this up? I like where you're going. This is a good start, but maybe they don't have to be dirty, filthy strippers. Interesting. (laughs) It's funny you bring that up because that's what they do. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, we have a rating system here for uh for each episode. Uh, it's on either one shattered glass or five shattered glasses. One being like, oh, come on get your shit together or five being like this is your opus john this is (laughs) this was the masterpiece bar that you know i would have my quinceanera at you know that sort of thing um catherine what do you give this i'm gonna give uh four shattered glasses four shattered glasses i am i think it was a solid episode i had a few quibbles which we discussed that the name Mm, LA, not totally crazy about it. Um, and a few just inconsistencies. But by and large, you know, really solid. I'd watch it again, and I've already watched it at least twice. So, okay. yeah, good job. Interesting. What, uh, what are you going to give this one? You know, I'm between... Excuse me. I feel like I'm between a two and a half and a three mm. shattered beer glasses. Mm. It was by no means bad. But as we pointed out, we missed some of the emotional trauma that clearly has had to have happened to Vin and his magnificent ponytail. Uh, we, we had the uh, mysterious appearance of Joy the bartender yep. who had heretofore never been seen until the grand reopening. Um, I felt like there was a lot they could have played with and I'm guessing it got cut on the editing room floor. I'd like to see the Taffer cut uh, of okay. this and see what happened. But because it left me sort of emotionally unfulfilled, mm. I, I think I have to go... Be- no, I'm going to have to say two and a half. Oof. I enjoyed tough. it. It was fine. I think there are very few bad episodes, and then you will enjoy watching this, but it doesn't have the uh, the sting and the power yeah. that other episodes bring. The emotional connection was lacking for you. Yes. Got it. Um, and as I, we know, Bar Rescue, very emotional, oh my deep. God. Very, mm. You oh, really connect. Passion. Yeah, man. Well, John is a passionate uh, man filled with passion. Um, I'm going to give this... I'm going to give it three. Mm. Three shattered glasses. Mm. Um, I feel like, you know, there definitely were some inconsistencies. Um, I think there was a dog that really was unaccounted for. <laughs> and for a show that loves highlighting animals in places mm-hmm. they shouldn't be, they should have focused on that a little they bit. Should have, they should have touched on that. Um, but, I mean, I do think that John got in there. He, he recognized, he 
he identi- as he does every episode, but he identified the issue. He saw where shit needed to get fixed, and he fixed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I felt he could have been way more thorough with the fixing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's almost as though like it needed this bar needed stitches. And he only put in like the, the dissolving stitches. He could have put in better stitches. Mm. I think, at this point. Ah, interesting. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think he necessarily shit the bed by any stretch, but mm. he uh, he farted the bed. I guess is a, is a better mm-hmm. way. Of looking I'll at take this. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he farted in the so, bed. So uh, I'm gonna give this one three. We're gonna go with three. Um, and that is that's the recap from the good folks here at Shut It Down. Um, I wow. feel. This is this is the first run, man. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> There's no greater passion than I have. As much as passionate as John is about fixing bars, I'm as passionate talking about John fixing bars, if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. And this you is know. how we found each other. This yeah. is how we're doing this. this yeah. Is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, Catherine, do you have any plugs for website, Twitter? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at Kath Weems. That's K-A-T-H-W-E-E-M as in Marie, S as in Sam. Perfect. Uh, you got any shows coming up that if any of our fans, who knows how many people are going to download this one? We don't know. Um, I just have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of uh, fun shows coming up in June. So um, okay. follow me on Twitter and I'll tell you all about them. Perfect. Very nice. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at This Is Max Cohen. That's the one. Um, you can find out all my shows and clever little jokes on there. <laughs> and, and the clever snips that he throws out there. Uh, yeah. uh, what am I doing? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Jim Search. You can also go to jimsearchcomedy.com. Um, I think I should have this episode up. Today's Tuesday. It should be up by Thursday. So um, if, for whatever reason, you are a huge fan of me, which would be great. Um, I will be at the Vineapple Cafe, at 71 Pineapple Street at 8 o'clock in Brooklyn. It's the most citrus-friendly show that I will be on. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Pineapple Street, but that makes there me happy. There is, man. It's off the 2-3. Uh, uh, it's off the Clark Street stop. Oh, all right. Um, nice. So, yeah, go find me there. And, you know, this is, uh, this is our, uh, our pilot run. Uh, but it's going to be the first one. This is a great episode. Um, yeah. So we're going to have this up. Uh, we're going to plug this. We're going to download it. It is shut it down. We will miss you guys. And as John Taffer would say, drink responsibly.